Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. What do you know about meditation? Do you include a meditation practice in your day-to-day? I've always wondered the difference between mindfulness and meditation. I know both are to make your life simpler and yourself happier, but here to answer all of those questions and more today is founder of Yoga For You and host of the Mindful In Minutes podcast, Kelly Smith. But before we get to the conversation, I just wanted to ask how you've been enjoying my new book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity. So far, I've heard wonderful feedback and have been blown away by the positive responses. I love seeing you reading it on social media, and I just appreciate all the love and kindness that I've experienced over the last couple of months. Um, If you've recently finished or are about to do so, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Amazon? It helps other readers find the book and prompts the publisher to print more copies just to keep it in stock. Thank you in advance for your time with this. I've included an easily accessible link in the show notes for you. Now, before we get started, just a quick word from one of the sponsors of today's podcast. You've heard me talk about quality over quantity before, so my ears perk up when I discover a company that provides quality products. I was pleasantly surprised to discover OneQuince.com is a one-stop shop for curated luxury goods shipped direct from the world's best specialist factories. Quince focuses on essential products with low design costs, cashmere crews, super soft fleece pants, silk camis. You could create a simple capsule wardrobe without skimping on quality. Their brand is always equal or greater quality than the leading luxury brands at a much lower price thanks to the manufacturer-to-consumer model. It can be difficult to find a brand that prioritizes production standards, fair wages, safety, and sustainability. However, this is of utmost importance to Quince, which adds to the list of why I'm happy to have discovered this site. If you're looking for tops, hoodies, robes, outerwear, throws, Quince has tons of variety. Quince has totally transparent prices, up to 50 to 80% less than other brands. And if you're not completely satisfied with Quince, they will give you a full refund. Customer satisfaction is a top priority. Again, quality shouldn't be a luxury. Try Quince today. Get free shipping and 365-day free returns. Just go to onequince.com minimalist. Many of their collections sell out immediately. So go to onequince.com minimalist. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com minimalist. Kelly, thank you for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I am excited to talk about meditation today. I've spoken about this topic before. Specifically, it was about a book geared towards children and meditation, but I do want to focus more on adults today and how we can incorporate meditation into our day-to-day life to really, I don't know, honestly, I want to hear the benefits of doing that and creating a habit. But before we get into our conversation, I'll just go ahead and let you introduce who you are and what it is that you do. Uh, My name is Kelly Smith, and I'm a yoga and meditation teacher. I'm the founder of Yoga for You, which is the location-independent yoga and meditation school. And then I'm also the host of the Mindful in Minutes podcast and the Meditation Mama podcast. So they're both guided meditation podcasts. One is specifically for expectant mothers, and the other is just for for anyone that needs a little bit of, of peace of mind in their life. And would you consider yourself to be a minimalist? So I have dreams of being a minimalist. I I think I'm married to a low key hoarder, Um, (laughs) but I, I, I like to try to be minimalistic, honestly, and like my mind and in, um, 
like the way that I live life. And then I have dreams of being like an actual minimalist. I think that a lot of your lifestyle sounds like it's very intentional. Yeah, it's definitely intentional. And I, I very much believe what's going on in your mind, like a cluttered mind and a cluttered space, like they can be very, very similar. And so you can kind of take that same like minimalistic approach um, to different aspects of your life and not always like just the things. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, I want to start here. And this is my question I want to pose to you because we were chatting a little bit beforehand, but I didn't want you to go into too many details because I thought this would be good to talk through at the beginning of this episode before people get too far into it. I want to destigmatize the idea that meditation is something that, well, I'll say I do have a lot of religious Christian listeners. And so I want to destigmatize the idea that when you are meditating, that you are maybe worshiping a higher power or I want to let you take the reins and and tell me what your perspective is on this and just, I guess, clear the air. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate you giving me the space to kind of talk about this. And and it's something, it's so common. And I know this is a common misconception. It comes up pretty much every time I do a meditation teacher training or when I'm on retreats and things like that. And I definitely understand like where this idea comes from, but I'm I'm really happy to be able to I guess, clear the air or, or talk about it. So if, if any of your listeners are listening right now and you're like, I don't know, just, mm-hmm. you know, just give me, just give me a chance because I very much believe, and it's my understanding that meditation is, and, and I know we were chatting a little bit about this before we record, but it's just single pointed concentration. And what that means is when you're meditating, I like to think about it as taking your mind, like if your mind is a light bulb, and right now you and I are talking and that light is shining in all directions. When we're meditating, we're trying to take that light bulb and turn it into like a laser pointer. So we're trying to take all of our focus all of our attention and just bring it to one point. And that point can be anything. That could be your breath. That could be listening to a guided meditation to help you relax. It could be, um, you know, positive affirmations. It could be some kind of, if you wanted it to, you could focus on some kind of a deity, or if you wanted to spend that time to kind of get closer to God. And I personally was raised sort of in, in the Christian faith as well. Um, and so I very much think of um, my time praying and my prayer. That's also single-pointed concentration, but I'm just focusing all of my attention with my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I think that because um, some of the you know practices or some of the cultures where meditation began are not Christian cultures, mm-hmm. but that's because they're just, they're older than us. And they started doing this before us. They existed before, you know, what we consider kind of like Western Christianity. And really when I think about meditation, it's kind of like training or like lifting weights for your brain. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but there's a lot of like neurological benefits that come with meditation. And really what you're trying to do when you're meditating is just working on increasing your attention span. You're working on making the parts of the brain that have to do with emotion regulation and problem solving stronger and making the parts of the brain that have to do with like anxiety and worry and pain smaller. It's kind of this idea of like neuroplasticity if if you or your listeners are familiar with that. Mm -hmm. And that's all you're doing when you meditate. And you get to choose what that point of concentration is. And it certainly, if you wanted it to be you know, something in particular, something religious, it could be, 
Mm-hmm. But when it's down to just kind of the bare bones meditation, it's not a religious practice at all. And, and that's something, um, you know, if you listen to any of my guided meditations on my podcast, things like that, my approach to it is very much like I described. It's just kind of that mental training and it's working on the stuff that we need. We need to work on, you know, sleeping better, having less anxiety, having a less cluttered mind. And those are the things that we're working on when we meditate and not, you know, worshiping anything or, um, you know, trying to evoke any kind of um, spiritual practice or anything like that. No, I think that was so well said. And maybe I, Maybe I'm sensitive to this notion because I would say a few years ago when I discovered meditation, I did have that perspective. And I guess I didn't want to do anything that maybe took me away from what I proclaimed. That said, once I actually found the app Headspace and my husband and I will listen to it as we're falling asleep. And it has been so beneficial. It really helps us get to sleep, but also helps us focus and center in. And I feel like, especially at night when I feel like your thoughts can really run away from you. It's so important to recenter and not fall asleep in that mindset. So I'm so thankful that you explained that because I think that there are people that feel that way. And I'm sorry if there's someone listening and they don't feel that way at all. I'm sorry that you listened to this past seven minutes or whatnot, but I just wanted to make sure that we set this up right. Absolutely. And I think one other thing that's important to remember is that when it comes to meditation, finding the right teacher or finding the right style is so important. So if, if maybe you've tried meditation in the past and it didn't quite sit right with you, it's very possible that just that teacher or their style wasn't the right fit for you. But I would say by and large, a lot of um, meditation teachers or apps like Headspace, things like that, there really isn't any kind of a religious component to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So why do you think it is, maybe not, what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say important, but what's the benefit to adding a meditation practice to our day-to-day? How can it make our lives easier? Yeah, that's something that, I mean, there's so many benefits, but I'll try to, (laughs) I'm one of those people I get so excited about science and Mm -hmm. the mind and all of these things, but I'll try to just stick to, you know, probably the the wider range of benefits are the ones that your listeners will care about well, but for moms too something that absolutely yeah so let's go that let's go down that path yes and i'm happy to talk about the moms thing cuz i recently had had a baby and I have never needed my meditation practice more than when I was kind of navigating this new postpartum part of my life and just motherhood in general. And for me, something that is so important and so beneficial of meditation practice is one, I'm taking a little bit of time to take care of me. And I think another misconception is that when you meditate, you have to do it for like a long time, like 30 or 60 minutes. That's Mm -hmm. not true. The studies tell us that anywhere from eight to 12 minutes a day is enough to get the lasting benefits that I'll dive into in a moment. But even having like eight minutes alone to myself, that's huge for me. Also, what can happen with a regular meditation practice is the part of your brain that's associated with anxiety, pain, and fear. It's called the amygdala. It actually begins to shrink over time. And I can't, you know, speak for anyone else, but I know something I really struggled with, especially when I brought my son home from the hospital, was really worrying while he was sleeping and while I was sleeping. So I had a very hard time at first allowing myself to sleep because I had that anxiety and that worry of what if something happens to him while I'm sleeping and I'm not there 
to see it or to do something about it. And so having this regular meditation practice to help keep that anxiety at bay and also to help keep um, any depression at bay has really been so wildly beneficial. And then there's the um, component of just having some peace of mind and some stress relief. Being a mom is hard. It is so hard. It feels like juggling, you know, you have a thousand plates kind of spinning at once and you're trying to not let any of them topple over. And it is overwhelming and it's exhausting and it's hard. And so being able to have a practice where you can work on not feeling so overwhelmed, you can work on slowing down and being present. I have found, and a lot of my clients and students that are moms as well, have found that it's made kind of that controlled chaos of motherhood feel a little bit more manageable and it it puts them in a better mood and it lets them just feel a little bit more present with their kids and with what they're doing in life. Yeah, it really is a discipline because you're right, as a new mom, as a mother of multiples, it is so difficult to find the time throughout our day to be quiet and to focus and to yeah, I, I just really like the idea of quieting myself because most of my day is not like that. So I do see that there's a discipline element to get to that point because with that quiet time, it's not going to be at the same time for every person every day. So tell me more about your podcast and then maybe speak a little bit to that. Sure, absolutely. So my podcast, um, Mindful in Minutes, is a collection of just personal guided meditations. So I created this podcast a few years ago. I used to own a yoga studio in a different part of the U.S., and I ended up selling it when we moved for my husband's job. And I wanted to have a way to continue to teach my students and to be able to lead them through their meditation practice. So I just started recording those meditations and basically putting them out there as a podcast. And they're all less than 20 minutes. Um, they're designed for particularly, you know, busy people, but really with busy women like you and I and a lot of your listeners in mind. Um, so they're less than 20 minutes and they're pretty much all topics or themed around things that, you know, we need to work on right now. So sleep, anxiety, stress relief, opening your heart, forgiveness. So there's kind of a little bit of everything on there and you can just like scroll the feed and you know you might be like you know I really do want to work on releasing resentment today mm -hmm. there's you know a 15 minute guided meditation to work on releasing resentment and you can just hit play you can listen to my voice lead you through that and and then that's it and then once a month I do what I call like a free form um, episode which is where I kind of just speak organically on different topics so like recently I did one on self-love um, I kind of just talk about whatever I feel like talking yeah. about because you know we certainly didn't start podcasts because we hate talking and that's where I can kind of, you know, speak organically and do a little bit more teaching. And then Meditation Mama is just an offshoot. It's the exact same thing, but like I said, only for expectant mothers. So if any of your listeners are, you know, expecting maybe another child or their first child, um, all of those guided meditations on there are all themed around um, pregnancy. That's great. I feel like that would have been a really great time, especially when I was having my third to just get that moment of quiet time that you said it's a single point connectivity. Is that how you defined it? Yeah. Single pointed concentration, concentration is usually how I define it. Yeah. In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. 2020 was interesting. So let's just do a mental health check-in. How are you really? And what do you need right now? 
Humans are not meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is that you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Minimalist Mom listeners get 10% off the first month at BetterHelp.com slash Minimalist. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Minimalist. Well, how do we start this? I guess, what would you recommend for the average woman? Where would you place this in your day? Is Yeah, I guess I want to know more about that. Usually, what I'm talking to not moms, I will encourage people to do either the first 10 minutes of their day or the last 10 minutes of their day. And by and large, I still recommend doing either the first 10 minutes or the last 10 minutes of the day, but I'll talk about new moms because that's a little bit different in a moment. Um, The reason that, you know, I tell people when you're trying to build a meditation practice, either do it very first thing, like when you wake up in the morning, maybe before the kids wake up and you can kind of just get your mind right. You can have that, that time just for you really setting the tone for your day. Um, But if that's just not doable, that's totally fine. You may want to do the last 10 minutes of your day, kind of like you were describing, you know, listening to Headspace to fall asleep. And sometimes if you feel like your mind is really, really busy, maybe Maybe there's a lot of chatter, the mind's spinning. Um, You might be someone that would really benefit from the last 10 minutes of your day where you can just take that time to kind of just, you know, close the book on the day, slow down, be quiet, and just just let the mind kind of just turn the volume down on it a little bit. Um, So usually I recommend people, if possible, first 10 minutes or last 10 minutes because you're much more likely to stick to that if you kind of just commit to one of those two. The only exception now having experienced this myself is new moms. We all know, you know, when you have a baby in the house, it's kind of just chaos. There is no routine. You know, what is, what is the first 10 minutes of your day? What is the last 10 minutes of your day? I don't know. So a lot of times I will encourage new moms in particular If there's like one nap time, if you just say, okay, uh, my little one's like first nap time or whatever it is, I'll I'll do my practice then. Kind of setting up basically just a specific time that you're that you're committing to. And I find that to be the most beneficial. And like I said, at the beginning of the episode, the studies show us that anywhere from eight to 12 minutes a day is enough to get those like physiological and neurological benefits. And so you don't have to say, okay, for my child's first entire nap, I'm going to meditate. You can just say, okay, for the first 10 minutes of their nap, I'm going to do this thing for me. And so that's usually what I recommend people do if they want to start and then guided meditations or an app or something where you get guidance in your practice at first, I find is much easier and also will set you up for more success than just trying to kind of like DIY it. Or there's this idea that like meditation is kind of just like turning your mind off or like doing nothing. And it's really not. But I think a lot of times people can get 
tripped up on that where they think, oh, I can't meditate because my mind is always busy. Mm-hmm. When it's really not about like turning off the mind, it's about working on, you know, like I said, single pointed concentration, taking all of that, those thoughts and that mental chatter and just working on kind of turning the volume down and focusing on one thing just for a few minutes. Do you feel like that is beneficial for a mom if she's really struggling with her kids? I've heard that some people will take a few minutes away and in that moment of where they would typically yell, people will turn to their meditation habit. Have you heard of that before? Absolutely. And I personally have done it myself. I remember there's, um, my husband actually works, he works in the COVID unit in our local area. And so he works a lot of overnights and I get to do the solo mom thing a lot. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was what, it was the first night that my son really just was like inconsolably crying when he was a baby. And it was just one of those things where you're like, what's wrong? Just tell me, you know, we've tried all the tricks and they've just been crying and screaming for, for hours. And they just, mm-hmm for whatever reason. And I just remember just feeling so overwhelmed and just like crying and, you know, just having, I know we've all been there as a mom and having that moment. And I just finally had to say, I love you little guy, just set him down in his crib where he'd be safe and just walk into another room for three minutes. And I just had to close my eyes and I just had to breathe. And for me, that was hitting that reset button Mm -hmm. so that I didn't kind of just like either just lose it or have a complete emotional moment. And then I could walk back in, pick him back up, you know, say, mommy loves you so much. Thank you for giving me those few minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I could continue trying to like troubleshoot that crying and trying to get him back down. And, and so I, I not only have heard of a lot of people doing it, I have found it to be really beneficial in those moments. Like, you know, you're right on the edge of kind of losing your stuff. Yeah, no, I definitely have noticed that when I step away, whether or not it's to count to 10 or to catch my breath, I think it would be important to include meditation here. But I have a couple of more questions for you. And is there a difference between meditation and mindfulness? I, I, I think there is because meditation seems a little bit more structured, but I guess, how are they the same mindfulness and meditation? Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. I have, I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> on that, mostly because um, the reason I have so many thoughts on that is because you will hear the two used interchangeably, and they are two different practices. They're okay. closely related, but they're two different things. So the way that I like to describe it is, you know, like I've said a few times already, meditation is single-pointed concentration. Like meditation is like a verb. You, you meditate. Um, where mindfulness is you can do anything mindful. So mindfulness is just being completely present in whatever it is that you're doing. So you can fold your clothes mindfully. You can play with your kids mindfully. You Mm -hmm. can take a shower mindfully. You can do anything mindfully. And it's just about being completely present and just being there when you're doing that thing. And where meditation is its own kind of like standalone practice. Like I said, meditation is like a verb where mindfulness or mindfully is kind of more of like an adjective. And they're both really important and they're both wildly beneficial. But you may find that, you know, although you can kind of do your meditation practice in just a few minutes each day, kind of like you could, you know, get a workout in or some movement in in a few minutes a day, you could practice mindfulness with anything and doing anything. And it's also something that I think is so important to kind of share and teach with your children too. Like, I think we all know that feeling of like, 
you're with your kids, but like mentally you're somewhere else, whether maybe you're, you know, you run a business or, you know, you have multiple kids and you're juggling different schedules, whatever it is, where you're like, I'm physically here, but I'm not mentally here. Mm. Those are those opportunities to really introduce like some mindfulness and Mm -hmm. just being present with your children and also teaching them how to do that as well. And to kind of have those special moments of just being fully present and mindful with, with anything really. No, that I'm glad that you clarified that because I was doing a little bit of research before we chatted and I felt like it was being used. Um, They were intertwining those two words. So I'm really glad you clarified that. Yeah, they're used interchangeably all the time. And I mean, even myself, you know, my podcast is called Mindful in Minutes, but it's a meditation mm-hmm. podcast. They're kind of, they're like sisters, but not twins. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right. Well, my last question for you, it has to do with minimalism. So this is the Minimalist Moms podcast. And yeah. I like to try and stick to the idea of minimalism or more so intentional living with all of my guests. So would you say there's any type of connection between minimalism and meditation? Or I guess, how could minimalism affect meditation or vice versa? Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. I think I have two main thoughts. The first one is that I really do. And I think when we we were emailing back and forth, I mentioned this to you, but I like to think of meditation as like minimalism for your brain. So creating kind of that, that minimalistic um, mental space. So, you know, if you think about working on minimalism with items, you're working on reducing the amount of things that you have, where when you are practicing meditation, you're working on kind of reducing like the mental items that you have and not always having as much like chaos and clutter in your mind. And so a lot of times I like to think of meditation as like mental minimalism, which to me, I really enjoy. And I find really powerful because I sometimes find, you know, that my, my brain is just feels like a big, like jumbled mess and being able to kind of work on that mental clutter is so wonderful. And so um, important to me, especially now that I have this extra layer of being a mom and having that whole, you know, one more plate that's just spinning. And then I also think that, well, I don't think I know, um, is that the studies show us that actually people who do have a regular meditation practice, they um, self-report having less attachment to physical things. Um, They also self-report that they have less of a desire to kind of buy, to like fill that that void um, or to fill that sense, you know, whether it's they're bored or they're trying to find happiness in objects, things like that. We know that people are self-reporting that with a regular meditation practice, they actually have less of a desire to do that, to have more things and to purchase more things and to also kind of tie their happiness um, with their, with the items that they have and the stuff that they possess. So there's definitely an increased um, level of non-attachment and non-possessiveness with people that have a regular meditation practice too. So it can definitely help. And from my own experience, a lot of people that have regular meditation practice are either minimalists or kind of like me, like a minimalist light, mm-hmm. um, like an aspiring minimalist. So there definitely seems to be a correlation where people who embrace minimalism also really seem to love uh, meditation as well. It makes sense because I feel like with meditation, you have to get to a point maybe at some point as you're meditating, maybe not the first few times, but 
I feel like it is about knowing yourself, knowing your body, listening to your body, hearing yourself. And I feel like a lot of minimalism is like that for me as well. It's, I know what I want. I know what we want for our family and for our house. So I think that there's an element of knowing yourself and your true desires in meditation that also can be applied to minimalism. Definitely. And I think when you, the more time that you spend meditating, you do um, get to know yourself better. I like to call it hanging out with your soul. Like that's what I personally think of it as, is kind of just getting to know myself better, connecting with myself, but also like my true desires, not, not the things that like I think I should do, or I think I want, or other people say I should want, just getting to know me. And it really does then help me to kind of live from like an authentic space where it's easier for me to then like make decisions and do things for my family based on like what really feels good and that I know is coming from my most authentic self. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, this was great. Where can listeners find you if they want to learn more about meditation, the different types that you have on there? Where can they find that? Yeah. So you can go to my website. It's yogaforyouonline.com. There's everything there, including like a free seven day meditation challenge where I'll walk you through like your first seven days of setting up a practice. Um, There's lots of other free um, resources on there. And then wherever you're listening to our voices right now, you can find Mindful in Minute. If you're looking for, you know, guided meditations um, and anything like that, you can just type that into the search bar. Or if you are um, currently pregnant or you are expecting um, a baby soon, you would type in Meditation Mama and you would get a similar feed that had uh, meditation specifically for you. And then, yeah, of course on Instagram, it's at Yoga For You Online. So all, all the places and all the things. Wonderful. Well, this was really fabulous. I'm excited for listeners to hear this episode because I think that you just, I love the scientific element that you presented. I'm always, I'm always happy to hear things that are rooted, I guess, in studies and science if if possible. So I appreciate that element. And then I just think you were so full of information. So I appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful that we could do this and I'm grateful that, that you had me on. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.